0: busy mm-hmm okay let me run something past you real quick I have tried long and hard uh, not to have conversations where I felt like it would you know hurt the other person or make me appear some type of way judgmental Bible thumper what have you but when you reach a certain level of obedience It's just no running away from what you feel like you were convicted to talk about or to do. And so, first I got to just give a, a backdrop real quick. In no way, shape, or form am I holier than thou do I look at a certain group of people or person and go ugh? you know I would never or what have you there is no snobbishness with me in my spirit there is nothing but absolute purified striving to be the best person that I can be and bring as many people with me as I possibly can I truly feel like that is my authentic calling and assignment on this thing called the green and blue earth okay so are we there yet cool. Now, if you know me the way that I think you should know me by now, because we done had a lot of conversations, I am always prompted God speaks to me through a, through various forms. And it's sometimes it's just so loud that it's like, God, I get you. So many different things happen for this particular topic to come up. And I'm going to go ahead and just set the tone for you. Now we're going to touch places that it's like, ooh, she's going to talk about that. Yes, I am. So if I'm on speaker, I don't know if my nieces and nephews is back there or, you you know, you got your job. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I'm going to go ahead and let you know that it may not be, you know, viewer discretion is advised, okay? Not going to be saying any particular words that don't need to be recorded in heaven because, you know, I know that I'm being monitored for quality assurance purposes. Um, The good book, you feel me? But the topic may not be so friendly to the minor heirs, if you get what I'm saying. So with that being said... We're going to be talking about homosexuality today. Mm -hmm. We're going to go there in the most delicate, loving way that I possibly can. (laughs) Um, And I tell you what, you may hear, because I'm going to go ahead and just not, not set a pass, but just go ahead and set the tone. You may hear some passion in my voice because I am against anything that comes against God's plan for people to thrive and be the best people that they can be whatever the sin or the act or what have you is. Now homosexuality just so happens to be for most a visible sin, just like fornication is once someone gets pregnant, just like alcoholism is once someone gets drunk, just the same way that drug usage is once someone has an OD. So I am not in one shape of any form trying to highlight this particular sin as ooh we're going to go ahead but it's just certain things that I got to talk about because it's happening in real life it's happening in my life and so if it's happening in my life then I absolutely know what's happening in yours why because we share the same oxygen here's what brought this on my family and I at dinner time we have a family dinner and from time to time or it seems to be just what we're doing more often than than not We watch a movie or a cartoon or something for the sort. And can I be honest with you? It is getting so difficult to find something that is palatable to all of us without sneaking in this notion of homosexuality. And it's becoming very annoying. And I tell you why. It's one thing to live your life a certain way. It's another thing to inflict that upon people children who i'm trying to go ahead and uh raise properly which again properly that could be someone's perspective but properly according to what the bible has taught me and is teaching others that i don't want to have to then tell my minor child no yes that's a boy but the girl and The frustration thereof. And I'll tell you where this came from. I told you a couple conversations ago that we were watching this um, makeup competition show called Glow Up on Netflix. The family knows that I love anything competition. Give me American Ninja Warrior, give me, you know, anything with a with a bake off. Give I I love anything that I can feel like I can root for someone because that is naturally my wiring, so that's pretty much what I gravitate to as my form of entertainment. One particular episode on Glow Up, we had to go ahead and skip. Now, let me rewind a little bit. On the onset of Glow Up, my daughter was like, mm. <laughs> Uh, but boys are putting makeup on their faces, which is a conversation that I had to tell her prior because she's really into YouTube. She does the whole thing. You know, she really likes to see people put the foundation in the contour. It's just her thing. That's her form of entertainment. And so she used to show me a few times where there were guys that were doing so on YouTube. And she was like, is this okay? And I said, well, you know what? When they start to try to make themselves look like a girl, then that's when it's not okay. because I didn't want to take away from, you know, maybe they're doing something for the movie where, you know, you have the scary makeup combination going on. And it's like I didn't want to go ahead and initiate her growing up process as makeup men wrong. No, you don't know what it could be. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm sure Denzel and some other great actors that are male put on a little bit of powder makeup or whatever before an interview. So I didn't want to just go ahead and set the wrong platform is I wanted to make sure that it was gauged the right way. Once they start putting on things that looks like they're trying to be a woman, eyelashes, lipstick, all of that. That's when it's I don't want you to watch that because that is what I consider to be wrong because that is a boy and he should not come off where you're trying to ask me mommy is this a girl or a boy once you start to question that then I don't want you watching that because that level of confusion I don't want you entertaining so cool back to where we at now play so we're watching glow up had to go ahead and skip the entire episode that was about drag queens because I didn't want to have that conversation with my minor Fine, we went ahead and moved forward. My son actually came in and so we watching that. He was like, no, not doing it. And he (laughs) walked away. He was like, tell me when y'all watch something else. Okay, cool. Respected his individuality on that. But there was a certain person on there, a makeup guru, and I'm probably going to really mess up the name, but it's Nikki DeGazer, I believe that's how you pronounce it. It has to be. And so I kind of want to look it up, but I'm not in the mood right now So because I'm in a groove. Um, so when my daughter saw Nikki DeGesia on there, she was like, oh my goodness, that's the one that I watch on YouTube. And she's so good. And so she was, you know, mimicking things that she says, her opening lines, and she was so excited. My husband took one look at Nikki DeGesia and was like, that's a man. I mean, l- babe, look. And I was like, eh, kind of looks like a female. I don't know. So I go ahead and look it up real quick. And I'm like, says she was born female. Mm hmm. Didn't even think about it. Some time went by. Nikki DeGazier had to come. She had a she had a coming out moment. So I'm looking. Lo and behold, there was some type of blackmail, whatever. Turns out Nikki DeGazier was actually a boy, born a boy. <laughs> and for the last however many years, fully transitioned, tried to put that part of, I'm going to respect with, she's going by now by using the appropriate pronoun, because I'm struggling there, that she felt like she put her past behind her. She was already engaged to a male. That particular male did not know. <laughs> so that was like a double whammy. Not only do you have to tell the entire earth, because she is a very well-known um makeup guru, to the point that that coming out video got like 2.2 million within like 10 seconds. It was ridiculous. And so had to tell the world, had to tell her fiance, had to apologize, had to just say, you know, guys, she still is who she is and this, that, and the third. And I just immediately felt this kind of like anger, anger because someone or few people were misled and possibly hurt by someone else's attempt to de- deceive, I'm going to go ahead and be completely honest with you. The person that I felt the most on for was the fiance. How embarrassing <laughs> that he did not know he was falling in love with a man. And so Nikki DeGazer came out and was just like, you know, at the age of, I mean, gave this really intricate story that was like, I. I don't care how much violin and harp you put behind deceit, I still hear deceit, okay? The reality is, is that you lied and that you tried to cover up your lie and you didn't think that your lie was going to resurface and so that's pretty much what happened and then, oh no, somebody found out so now you got to come out in this tearful, violinist, harpist situation, she gave the example that her mother just knew she was pregnant with a with a girl and was really surprised that it was a boy and she was playing with makeup for very young and the mom was real supportive. So at the age of 14, mom helped her transition. And so um, she would have been taller than what she is now. She's already like 6'2 or 6'3 or something like that. And so the doctors started giving her things that stopped her growth, that stopped the void, you know, pretty much stopped puberty for her. And so when i had to have this conversation with my daughter because i didn't want my daughter looking at that coming out video and then coming to me like wait a minute what so i wanted to break the news as softly and as age appropriately as i could and looking at the innocence of my daughter's face trying to compute but she looks like a girl mommy but i'm but mommy but but her voice is like a girl too And that's where my anger came from. Live your life the way that you are being led or dragged by the flesh. However, but when you come against the innocence of people who are wired, children are wired to do things God's way. They just are. They are the purest form of human on earth until we go ahead and contaminate them. And so that got me angry. So put your finger there. That's number one. Number two, again, trying to find something that we all like to watch. Went ahead and watched the Fast and the Furious cartoon that's also on Netflix. Starting to see a little pattern here. And there is this cartoon character in there, African-American boy with an Afro. Um, sounds like a girl. I don't, I, I'm assuming it's a boy. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and do that. And his name is Frosty. So they have this whole thing where, you know, he's the tech geek and all this other stuff. And so this whole department from the government, however, comes down to where Frosty's family is and is asking pretty much, hey, can we take him to come do some high tech stuff for the government? And they are talking to two women. So it took me a little bit because I'm like, maybe that's aunt and auntie. But the way that they're discussing with each other, they're like, look at our boy go. You see what your son is doing? Yeah, I see what my son is doing. And it's at the, And so I looked at my husband and I said, are they sneaking this in once again? Because every so often, I, can, I don't even feel like we can watch something and just recline anymore with the children in the room. Or even on our own time. I feel like they they are sneaking this agenda in and everything. And it's like, you are not going to program my children according to what you want to find acceptable. No, we're not doing it. That's just not what we're doing. And it angers me even the more because I have had a relationship and my family break down because of this very thing. I have a cousin who is homosexual. I have always known for this cousin to be homosexual. He is extremely feminine, has always been feminine, and that's fine. He has struggled with said homosexuality because my uncle is a Bible thumper. My uncle has his his own things he need to be really paying attention to and dealing with, but I digress because you know here we don't talk about nobody's grandbaby. And so my cousin has really gone through the wire because again born in the church and Father is, you know, BibleThumper.com and this, that, and the third. He has gone through his own kind of ways of trying to both deal with that and then try to identify these feelings and this, that, and the third. He has revealed to me at one point or another that he was sexually molested. And so he doesn't know if that was the onset of, you know, his sexual preference or if that's what just unmaxed it. He's not sure about that. But he called me one year. I will never forget it because it was on my birthday trip. And he was saying to me, he was actually texting me and he said, "Um, I feel like I should just accept that this is who I am. I'm like, okay, nothing wrong with that sentence. Again, I'm not sitting on anybody's throne. So I'm not about to point nobody in the right direction to say nothing, but he's raised in a church. He knows what it is. He got the same Bible that I, you know, same access that I had to the Bible. So we're not about the Bible thump. My uncle's already doing that for him. Cool. He then begins to say, "Because Jesus is in my heart, and homosexual sexuality is also in my heart, I feel like that Jesus is okay with me being a homosexual." I said, "Ah, uh, yeah, I was okay with you having this conversation, just on the surface. Listen, at the end of the day, you're still my family. That's just that what it is. But you know that when you call me." You know that when you call me, we are not going to have conversations that is not embedded in truth. I'm going to have a conversation with you in love at all times, but you are not going to defecate on truth at any time with me. You're just, you're not. And so I told him, I said, listen, I will not tell you how to live your life. I will not tell you what is right, what is wrong. But what I will tell you is what the Bible says And the Bible says that the heart is deceitful. And I do not want you to mix a loving Savior with a flesh impediment. You see what I'm saying? Your flesh says, oh, I am attracted to this kind of person. That is an alteration to God's design. We have the whole example of Sodom and Gomorrah. If we were ever confused on how God felt about same-sex attraction and all of that. We, we literally have a um, a little rough draft that we can read on and go, oh, I don't think he was feeling that. No, he wasn't feeling that then. He's not feeling it now. So I will not allow for you to call me and for me to be the person that entertains your deformity on truth in this matter. Again, we can put a period here and have a loving conversation after, but I feel like it is my sole duty when you bring something to my mailbox. I have to open the letter. And if the letter is wrong, then we have to read it together. That's just what it is. I'm not going to your house and saying, oh, you should do this and that and the third, but you brought it to me. So I need to go ahead and you see what I'm saying? Just go ahead and just do this here. And he got upset with me. Oh, you know what? I might as well just, and he started saying stuff about self-harm and this, that, and the third. And I just was like, again, I'm going to always love you at the end of the day. But what I'm not going to do is allow for you to put another tail on a dog and say, that's that's how dogs are now. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, that's maybe how you like to see a dog, but I'm I don't I don't remember ever. I know God's original design, and all dogs have one tail. Okay, yeah. Let's just go ahead and leave it there. And so I feel like we are at a point in this thing called Earth that I feel like we. I want to put on a black blazer. I want the mic to come down in the middle, drop down all the way in front. And I want to go in this corner because it seems like creation is in a boxing ring with the father. Like, I feel like we're living in a time where we have a lot of nerve as the creation to question the creator. Like we are forgetting that we're blobs of clay walking around that can be minimized to a pile of salt at any time if you want to. Did you read about Lot's wife? I'm sorry, did you read? Okay. And I, but what I really think is that we've become so enriched in critiquing on earth that we've become comfortable doing so even if we're critiquing the creator. Like it's one thing to critique a pair of sneakers in the design, right? You don't like that color scheme. Oh, you don't really like, you know, they should have did this, this, and this. Oh, that sneaker would have been dope if it had. And you look at a sneaker that somebody put their hard work on. Somebody really worked hard at this. Produced it in a mass production kind of way, and you'll be a not even a eligible consumer, and be standing outside of somebody's window talking about, ah, they should have did it this way. Okay, don't we do the same thing for house designs and floor plans? You'll walk through a house virtually. You know, or physically walk through and you're like, if it just had another bathroom and if this was there and if the stairs was on this side and you'll start critiquing that. We do the same thing with car designs. I remember at one point I wanted so bad to have a Nissan Murano. Oh, I just thought that SUV was just the beautiful. I mean, it was feminine. It was, ah, I loved it. Until I seen another model come out and I'm like, why is it that every year? Or every so often, they change the body of the car. Like, can you just stick to the same thing? I want that model. Now, when I want to go ahead and get it, I can't because it's not the model that I want. So I went ahead and critiqued that, no, I don't really want that no more. Now I'm on my Buick Enclave. I, I think that that's, you know, that was a good swappity swoop. But at this point, I hope that they don't go ahead and change that too because then it will go ahead and change. Don't we do it at museums? <laughs> you know, when we're looking at masterpieces? We're trying to critique and do all these different things with, some, with something that someone poured their heart into creating. Now, it becomes dangerous when you're comfortable critiquing something that's already complete. Isn't that why people run to plastic surgeons? Right? Looking at the way that somebody else is made up. And I didn't do my studies on this, but I would if I was a gambling woman, I would be more then confident to, to bank on this i believe that plastic surgery probably reached its highest potential once the internet became um, you know so huge instagram all the platforms because the only place that you were really looking at how somebody else is built or what they have or what they don't have was the people that was in arm, arms reach of you or a celebrity but when skinny people started looking at thick people and was like, oh, I want, you know, I want to be thick in that part of my body like her. And then you're going ahead and getting this plastic surgery and you're looking like somebody's lobster because the legs don't match. Don't know what you're doing, ma'am. You know, you doing this, these weird things to your body and having lipo here and just to get pregnant. Like I've, I've heard some stories and see some things that I'm like, that was a waste of $10,000. Like that was a down payment on the house. Why did you even do that? That doesn't even make any sense. But, you know, maybe not politically correct all the way, but I already went there, so we might as well just continue to keep going. But I think that's why people choose to be transgendered. Listen, touchy topic, I know. Trust me, I'm sitting here with a little bit of sweat too, but I feel compelled to do it, so I have to. When I feel the unctioning, I have to. And whatever comes from that comes from that, but you cannot say that you didn't hear the truth at one point or another. And I don't want to cower from something just because it may offend people. Because again, my purpose is to shed light, the light of Jesus, not my own opinion. And I think, I think of people, I think they would understand, they truly need to just grasp that there is a spiritual contest in play with the main goal being counteracting anything and everything that God originally designed. That is why you have children who don't really understand the true essence of what the rainbow means outside of, oh, that reflects a certain population of people with a sexual preference. They don't even know that the rainbow is God's promise, and it means that he will never flood the earth again. You know, but now you see a rainbow on someone now, it has a totally different meaning to a certain generation that's why i'm kind of skeptical about santa never taught my kids about santa but that was my own personal choice but it's just anything that overshadows god's original design so december 25th it was a celebration that we all set aside to say this is the day we're going to celebrate Jesus' birthday not santa no the resurrection and the whole calvary thing we're not going to let that overshadowed be overshadowed by eat the easter bunny you see what i'm saying Like if people understood that there's a demonic spiritual force behind feeling confused and wanting to go against God's original design, I think that things would be handled a little differently. Now, again, I am not saying who's right or who's wrong, because God already spoke that part in the Bible. I don't have to mimic what he said. Everybody has the same access that I do to the Bible. The one thing that I will point out is God's original design was always made to continue to reproduce just like we talked about in the convo number 56 of ripple effect. When God creates something, it has the ability to continue to reproduce. A completely transgendered person can't do that. And if you're half and half where you, you know, you have some parts on top that look women-y, but on the bottom you're still a man, then that's operating in a confusion that is more prominent than it can ever be explained. You see what I'm saying? At some point, feelings aside, put away the, but my closest such and such is, let's put away feelings real quick and just look at the fact that, and let's just even put away right or wrong. Because we can go a whole different route with the right and wrong-isms. What you really need to look at is, is it able to reproduce? Are you able to have children You can change your whole body, sir, and look like a ma'am, but you will never be able to carry a baby. Without the help of science doing something ridiculous in the next couple of years or decade or so, you would never be able to impregnate if you were born a ma'am and now you're a sir. And the part that really gets to me is I feel like, it's one thing to say, this is the route that I want to go on. This is the route that I'm going to go ahead and live my life. You know, Nikki DeGeyser said, hey, you know, she was a male for how long? And they said, nope, I'm going to go ahead and be a woman. But my thing is, I feel like creation, even when it's trying to compete with the creator, always tries to get back to God's original design. It is amazing to me how a man, no matter where on earth, If you are transgendered, you are trying to look like the woman that God originally designed. Why not go ahead and look like a completely new kind of woman? Why not do the total recall situation? I mean, you can do anything in plastic surgery. It seems like at this time, want you to go ahead and just create a whole new, you know, form of, um, let's just check another box. you are already bringing up stuff where you don't want to use, you know, he or she or those pronouns. Make up a whole different genre of people. Let's just go ahead and do it, right? But why is it that deep down inside of everyone's genetic makeup, you want to go back to how God designed it even if you're trying to go ahead and articulate it and create it yourself. Because my little girl looked at Nikki DeGager and was like, but mommy, that's a girl. Sounds like a girl, looks like a girl. I mean, hair, makeup, breast like it all looks like a girl. But isn't that how God designed women? So even in the, the, Oh, all these thoughts, because I feel like the Holy Spirit is moving. Even in the alteration of trying to do it your way, you still in some way want to do it God's way. Yahweh. You see what I'm saying? And that's what I had to go ahead and tell my husband, because I didn't want to get all emotional and try to do all these different things. But I'm like, it's amazing to me that you cannot just be in a homosexual relationship and then not just be that. No, you want to be married. Isn't that a God thing? I mean, you don't get no God, godlier, goddess. You don't get any more God bound than wanting a covenant marriage. Now, it's one thing to say, yeah, but I feel like, you know, I should have the rights, the same rights as other people. I've been with the partner for how that long, and I heard all the arguments, but why not protest something for the Constitution? Why not protest a particular right or act or something to that degree? Why go as far as wanting to get married? That is a God thing. You know why? Because at the end of the day, I don't care how far on the northwest, east, south, however you try to go on this green and blue earth, Something still in you has a GPS that is coordinated to come back to God. It just is. And so I would love to get to a point that we all understood. Listen, it is an obvious competition going on in the spiritual realm that we are seeing just manifest itself in ways that we're like, wow. (laughs) Are you serious? Billy D came out as a what sexual? I don't really... What does that mean? Billy D. Williams was... I mean, what are y'all doing? I don't understand. And while it's probably really easy to get tripped up in that and to feel like, oh, not another one, and you know, this, that, and the third... I, it starts to become a problem when you have advertisements out like boys can be princesses too. And that you have boys in dresses and tiaras and all of that. It becomes one, you know, it's one thing when you're like, okay, this is what you're already feeling. It's another thing when Dwayne Wade is going ahead and calling his son his daughter. You know, it's like, ooh, ooh, you're getting them. You're trying to really get them young, Satan. Oh, my gosh. And we want this whole thing with peace and acceptance and we are trying to force that so much that we're not even realizing that we are so far from god's original design and his plan that it is absolutely mind blowing so i went ahead and i just started looking up some stuff because again when i'm revved up and and stuff is happening i feel like god is going ahead and pointing some stuff out i never i heard this person but i never even looked into her story until i was like oh my goodness I just so happen, you know, divine just set up and I've been to the poetry things because I love poetry, you know, genetics and, you know, um, who is Joe, I don't, jo- Joseph Solomon and all those different things. Love it. I actually got engaged at a poetry engagement. I mean, you know, it could be that serious. There's a poet called Jackie Hill Perry that is also her name on Instagram did not know that she was formerly homosexual. She is the author of a book called Gay Girl, Good God. And I am mind blown. This is a now currently married woman with children. And I came across this because she made a video with people asking her, how did you do it? How did you go from living that particular lifestyle to then living, you know, this lifestyle and all these particular things? And I didn't listen to the entire video, but I heard enough just to be like, wow, God, you really do want me to talk about this. So I can't stray away from it. She said, the goal is not to, okay, stay straight. The goal is to get closer to God so that he can show you how to live life the way that he intended for you. Mind blown. Mind blown so there are some testimonies and some things that have occurred that is like wow god has really done it for one person and this that and the third and all of that but you have to want that for yourself you have to want that for your family you have to that has to be something that is self-sought i'm sure she's not the only person we've heard i've heard before Um, You know, people living one lifestyle and then changing it completely, you know, but that's no different than God taking the taste of alcoholism away. That's no different than God going ahead and taking away the spirit of the lying tongue from certain people. It's no different. I don't, a sin is a sin is a sin. And I don't believe, again, that one is more important than the other because the Bible puts no hierarchy in sin. And sin is not this big word to try to make, oh, you're doing the bad thing. Sin is just anything that does not align to what God has for your life. Period. Like I told you before in another conversation, the Bible does illustrate that in James, I believe, that if you know to do something but you don't do it, that is considered sin. So again, we can put it as big as murder, and it can go as small as you knew you were supposed to call your grandmother yesterday. Why didn't you do it? You see, like, there's a huge spectrum on that. I don't even want to, like, you see what I'm saying? So I guess my takeaway is this. God wants you to change your heart, not your blueprint. Please don't get caught up in the hype of wanting to alter things that should have never been changed in the first place. For those that are struggling with homosexuality, ask God to... Help you to get, you know, to the core of that attraction. Some it may be that there was an early manipulation in your innocence. Some it may be you are replicating the parent that is no longer in your life. You know, or the parent that you admire the most. There is some psychology behind that. There's a whole bunch of things behind that. You know, ask God to help you to get to the core of that. Go ahead and read up on people simply like Jackie Hill Perry. See how she did it. See what intervention she had. You know, if nothing at all, just to have some information under your belt. For those that are not struggling with that particular sin, don't treat them differently. You see what I'm saying? Don't do that. Because, and here's my challenge here. The gay community is probably the most accepting community of all times I truly believe that they're growing by the truckload because their foundation is acceptance the LGBTQ you know all the different letters what have you I don't want to mess it up but all of those letters it's it's like an open-armed community don't think that someone would want to leave that for a community that shuns and judges so my challenge for you is this If God impresses on your heart to go ahead and share this information with someone, I want you to go ahead and do it. This is a tough conversation to have, but I feel like when people do try to do it on their own with no help, it does come off as judgmental, hateful. And a little bit snobbish, if you ask me, because you know that sin you don't struggle with, and people are not wanting to hear that. At the core of everyone's being, we want to do things God's way, as I gave the examples earlier. And at the core of everyone's being, we want to be understood and accepted. My challenge to you is again: this this conversation was mostly for people in the homosexuality community. But what I said to you is that God wants to change your heart, not your blueprint. So I want you to zoom out on your life and try to figure out the areas that you are trying to morph and alter and do things differently because of whatever experiences you may have. And what you're really doing is you're changing your blueprint instead of your heart. Like because of that situation that you had, that relationship you stayed in too long, that relationship that you regret letting go of, the job that you never went for, you know, the mints that you never made in, in the right season at the right time with that particular person. Because you have all those experiences, don't start living different because your heart has had a scar. You see what I'm saying? Remember, there are two dials. It's your heart and it's your blueprint god already made you the way that he wants you it's the heart that he's continuing to perfect as he's continuing to align your soul so that you listen to the spirit which he already perfected you see what i'm saying here remember heart not blueprint and i feel like you got what you needed i feel better (laughs) i do I've been holding that in for a little bit. I'm not even going fib um, because it it starts to become something once it's like, all right, listen, now y'all starting to bleed into my lawn and I'm trying to grow particular flowers the way that God intends me to, to grow these flowers. And then that's when I have to say something. But as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. I got so into the mix. I didn't even try to make you understand that these are life-provoking conversations. So let's go ahead and rewind. (laughs) Okay. You know what these conversations are? (laughs) They are life-provoking conversations conversations that even when uncomfortable we still listen to each other and we say you know what I understand where you're trying to go it probably won't be accepted by popular demand but I see what you were trying to do I heard God in that and even though this wasn't my particular sin of struggle I still got something from it you see what I'm saying life-provoking but I feel like you got what you needed so that's my good good nanny says all right I ain't gonna hold you (laughs) you you a fool get out of here later